Welcome to the Soul Surgery Podcast. I am your host, Nikki Clinch, and welcome to this week's episode where I get to sit with a really interesting and powerful human being. Today, in this episode, I am sitting with Jamila Yamuna, who is a powerful spirit guide. And she really is a channel for deep, deep, deep connection to spirits in all other realms. I went to Jamila last year and had a reading with her. She does spirit guide readings. And I can honestly say that in all my years of working with energy and other realms, um, ancestors and um, spirit realms and energetic realms, wow, this reading that I had with Jamila was profound. By far the deepest session I've ever had with a spirit medium. She speaks and channels directly from all the other realms. I'm not just talking about angels. I'm not just talking about spirit guides. I'm talking about ancestors, um, uh, uh, solar beings, star beings. You know, I connected to a spirit, a being from another galaxy, and it didn't feel strange. It felt like remembering something I have always known. More importantly, in this episode, you will hear something that I think will surprise you. You will hear that really the power that you may be looking for in looking for a spirit guide is actually already inside of you. And that this paradigm that we're moving into and moving out from is the invitation now to start dissolving borders, to start opening our whole selves to a deeper connection to all the other realms, but all the power that lies inside of us. You will hear Jamila's amazing story of how she discovered her, her gifts and how she was guided directly in how to embody it and align it. She has released an incredible book. She released it in 2020 with Hay House, who are also my publishers called How to Work with Your Spirit Guides. And it is such a, an important and powerful book that any one of us can use to deepen that connection with our spirit guides, with other realms, and with the power that already lies within ourselves. So enough babbling on for me. Let's go straight to the episode. I hope that you love it. If you do love it, please leave a review. Your reviews really matter. They matter to me and they matter to the podcast. So leave us a review so that soul surgery can spread far and wide. And if you love the podcast, subscribe. Subscribe to my channel so that you can get these episodes in your inbox every week without fail. We always have some really powerful teachings to offer you all the time. So I hope to hear from you. I hope to see you. I hope that you love this. Let's go to Jamila.
So welcome, Jamila, to Soul Surgery. Thank you so much for speaking with me and coming to speak to my audience. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. I, I just want to say to the audience and everyone listening, I have had a reading with you before um, working with my spirit guides. And it was far and beyond one of the most powerful readings that I have had. And it was the first time I was able to connect with spirits from other galaxies, like my own private or personal spirit from other galaxies. And it was so powerful. It stayed with me for weeks afterwards. So thank you for your gift that you share with us. Thank you. I'm glad I could do that for you. So I was, I was thinking about this interview and The first thing I really want to ask you is this work that you do with the spirits. When did you know that you had this connection? Like, when did it start coming to you clearly? So when it was, when it started making sense that I would see like random spirit beings was really in 2015 because then I started not just seeing like I said random spirit beings and not knowing what it all meant but it suddenly started making sense because I would also get messages with seeing the spirits and suddenly like the spirits were connected to other people and I would get messages about other people. But the journey really started 20 years earlier when I saw my first spirit guide physically appearing in my bedroom. Only then I didn't know what it all meant. (laughs) A spirit appeared to you in your bedroom and that was the very first time Wow. So please share what, share that story with us. That's amazing. So I was in my mid twenties and I, um, the story really starts with me wanting to know more about my roots because I was born in Colombia. Um, I was adopted by my parents, um, who are Dutch. And then I grew up in Germany. Um, and the only thing I knew about my birth parents was that my mom was of indigenous ancestry. So in the U.S. you would say Native American, Canada it would be First Nations, etc. Um, that's all I knew. And I wanted to know more about my roots because I was kind, kind of trying to find my purpose in life, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I figured that without knowing more about my roots, I wouldn't be able to fly. <laughs> and so I... Um, started yeah doing research into the indigenous cultures specifically in Colombia but also in South America um, and I found out that I'm probably from the Embera which is a, a indigenous community that lives on the west coast of Colombia in the rainforest and they still have um, some traditional healers so what we would call shamanism um, and their own language and all that Um, And so I was interested in the spiritual side of it, and I found what we call core shamanism or or neo-shamanism, what most people know as shamanism. Um, And I um, started doing some research. I read a few books about it, etc. And a few weeks later, might have been two months, this is 20 years ago, so don't quote me on the time frame, but um, uh, basically really soon into my spiritual journey, I woke up in the middle of the night and... um, um, I open my eyes and there's this guy standing in the bed in the door of my bedroom and he's 
physically there. Um, just like I see anyone else who's with me in the room. And he was wearing jeans, but no shirt, no socks, no shoes, just jeans. And he um, had dark, short hair and was clearly of indigenous um, South American ancestry. And so I'm lying there and I realized that I can't move. Nowadays, I know that sleep paralysis. Back in the day, I had no idea what that was. And I couldn't move. And as I just stare at him and he stared back at me and out of nowhere, he has this red glowing orb. And he takes it and throws it over to me and it um, lands on the bed next to me. I felt the impact it made on my bed. And then I black out because the next thing I know is the next morning I wake up, my eyes aren't even open. My mind wasn't really functioning yet, but my hand immediately went to search for that glowing orb. And then mm -hmm. my mind started working. I was like, whoa, what? was that like what happened who was that guy i knew it wasn't like a burglar or anything i wasn't scared i knew it was a spiritual thing but still i had no idea and so i called my friend told her the story because she started this spiritual journey with me and we couldn't figure it out and two days later i was signed up for a shamanism neo-shamanism workshop in berlin i was living in in germany at the time so we are on the train we go there um, when we get to the workshop our teacher tells us okay so this is what we're going to do over the over the weekend you are going to meet your spirit helper that's what he called them and this is how it works and a lot of you probably know how this works like you do this like meditation this guided meditation you travel to the spirit world and he said, once you do that, you will meet your spirit helper. And when you meet them for the very first time, usually they will give you energy, either by hugging you and you really feel the energy transfer into your body. Or sometimes they will give you the energy in form of a red orb. And so in that moment, wow. I was like, oh, my God, that's what it is. Um that's that was my spirit guide and he gave me energy and so I was super excited I nudged my friend I'm like oh my god that's what it is and so that's how I met my spirit guide for the first time and then over the years I um, saw more spirit beings so I saw like three aliens in my bedroom that was years later a similar story so I opened my eyes in the middle of the night and there are these three yeah, be beings. And uh, two were standing up. One was kneeling as if he was going to propose to someone. And they were just as surprised that I could see them as I was surprised that they were there. <laughs> we just stared at each other. And then another wow. time I saw like angels on the rooftops of, of like the buildings around me. This was in Barcelona. And so over the years, I just saw a random spirit beings pop up here and there. There was another um, nature spirit that kind of like just popped out, out of the earth, ran around and then disappeared. And it never really made sense to me. They didn't really say anything. They didn't give me any messages. I just saw them, then they vanished and that was it. And so I didn't know what to do with it. It was just, it just became part of my life, but otherwise I would just keep doing whatever I was doing, going to college, etc., wondering what I was gonna do with my life. Um, and then, in, like I said, in 2015, things started changing a little bit because then um, I started seeing them in combination with other people. I started feeling drawn to other people um, when I was out with friends or just walking down the street. I would feel the air around me become like thicker. Um, I almost felt like starting to tremble and, and I knew something spiritual was going on. And so um, when that happened a few times, 
once I was out at night again and I felt drawn to this one person and I knew him a little bit, not very well, but I knew him enough to say, okay, I'm going to go over there, tell him what I see and see what happens. So I went and I said, okay, I see these two beings with you. This is what they're saying. And he said, oh yeah, I know. I, I know these are my like guides. And I was like, oh wow, it makes sense. <laughs> so that was the first time that I realized, oh, maybe I can do something with this. Maybe it's not just random and, and yeah. I, yeah. And so yes. I, um, then I got curious and I wanted to know more and go back to my spiritual journey. And I found this TV show called Monica the Medium. It was just um, two seasons. It was kind of like a reality TV show about a medium. And I started watching it. And the way she described how her mediumship worked was very similar to how I felt when I felt drawn to people and I saw these beings and I was like, Oh wow, that's amazing. So maybe I'm a medium, but then I thought, well, no, because I don't see like, um, dead people. I see other kinds of beings. I see animal spirits, um, and all kinds of others. And so, um, I was like, okay, but maybe there's something there for me to learn. So I started reading about mediumship books and, and how to do mediumship. Um, and then, even before I, before I took my first course, um, I um, woke up from a nap one afternoon and um, I got this huge download that said, so Jamila, it's time you're going to start doing readings for people, spirit guide readings. And I was like, um, no, I don't think so because I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. Are you crazy? And also I have this business and I have like, I don't even have time. Um, but my guides were like, yeah, <laughs> my guides were like, yeah, well, you will have to do it and you're going to set up a website. This is what it's going to look like. And they were very specific about, okay, so this is what this is goes there, this is goes there, and this is how you're going to do your marketing. Um, and I was like, wow. okay, <laughs> I'll give it a try. I said, I'll give it three days. Um, so I <laughs> sat down for three days. I set up the website and even before the website I was done, I had my first client. My first reading, wow. um, I was super nervous. Again, I've never done a reading before. And so I did the reading, it went well. And then, yeah, the rest is history. That's how it got started. Gosh, I love that story. And, you know, what I hear so much in that story, well, I hear a few things. I hear how, you know, when you have these gifts and, and actually a lot of human beings have these gifts, um, but it doesn't fit in the paradigm that we've been living in. Yeah. It doesn't fit in the world that we've been taught to live in. Exactly. And so you go through this period of, uh, what is this? Uh, how do, so there's no kind of training to, to understand or to recognize or, or to nurture these born gifts that you have. And, and what I also hear is, and it's exciting is that we're moving out of that paradigm now and we're moving into a paradigm where this is going to just be part of the way that we live here. And, you know, I had a conversation with my teacher the other day about, you know, the, the, the new kind of human being, it's kind of an, an evolved human being. And I, and, and we were going, I, I wonder if they're here yet. And, and we're like, no, they're here now. And, and when I hear you speak, that's what I hear, is a, a new kind, an evolved kind of human being that 
has these connections with all the other realms and that it is just part of the gift now, the way in which we express ourselves and we serve. Um, yeah, I totally and I, agree. And I, and I hear the roots in your story, that this isn't some woo-woo magic thing. You know, this comes from your indigenous wisdom, you know, your, the gifts of your, your ancestors. That's so powerful. So there's kind of old and new here all at once. Yeah, yeah it's and interesting so, that you talk about the new being because I think because we're like basically on the precipice of um, moving into the Aquarian age and the Aquarian age yes. is so much about like connection. Um, so like the internet, for example, is very typical for the Aquarian age. And so it's about connecting with on all kinds of levels and that includes connecting like between us as humans and other kinds of beings that are out there. So um, I think it's just the beginning really. Yes. I think we are just at the beginning and, and like with all new birthings and beginnings, particularly something so, well, I want to say big, but it also feels kind of natural. Um, this evolution, there's a big process of dissolving endings the the things that don't fit like even for you it was like that version of who you thought you were but I have my business so I don't have any time yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the way what was your business I used to um, teach uh, other artists how to sell their art online first I did websites for other artists and then I um, taught them how to sell their art online so online marketing for artists basically Okay, so you were still kind of tapping into that creative expression as well and helping other people express themselves. So, you know, now that we're talking about this, when you're working with people, do you notice that people t tend to have their own version of these gifts? They just don't know it. Yes, absolutely. That's very a big part of what I do of my mission in life is to teach people that everyone can do this, just like everyone can dance. Maybe not everyone's going to be like a professional dancer, but everyone can dance and everyone can connect with their own spirit guides. So that's part of what I do. I teach people how to connect with their own spirit guides. Um, that's kind of like weird because I'm putting myself out of my own job <laughs> but um so I'm happy to do one-on-one -on -one readings for people but I also just want everyone to know you can do this yourself you can totally do this um yeah and I love teaching how to do that well I mean you're not putting yourself out of a job because you know you're you're teaching your gifts and I really believe the more that we empower other people, the more abundance and flow there is in this right. world. Um, and, and it just, you know, it just feels like the natural flow of life. Actually, there's, there's no limit to it. It's abundant. Um, yesterday I was sitting out in the garden. I'm really working with nature right now, the energy of nature. And I was just like, wow, it's like, It's like nature is having a constant orgasm. I mean, it's just so abundant all the time. <laughs> and, and so, wow, it's like, oh, there's no, this way that we've been taught to think, mine, yours, uh, not enough. It's like, exactly. oh, that's so from the mind. That's not life. Life hasn't taught us that. 
Um, so yeah. teach us a little bit, if I may, you know, for the audience, and I'm also fascinated, how can we, how can we work with our spirit guides? So there are a few things that you can start doing. One is finding out what type of spirit guide you have. So I may, I should maybe start by saying I have my own definition of spirit guides, which is um, a bit different from what my, most people are used to. So my definition is that any kind of being from the higher realms that is connected to us in unconditional love and wants to help us on our spiritual path or in day-to-day -day life as a spirit guide. So, and that does not just include past loved ones, like most people think, like humans that have died, but it also includes angels and it includes ancestors and it includes ascended masters and it includes animal guides um, and it includes um, nature spirits. And I'm forgetting to, I always forget one. <laughs> what, uh, let me think. Angels, ancestors, um, animal guides. God, I'm forgetting one. Sorry. Is there one, from other, is there one from other galaxies? Yes, star beings. Exactly. Yeah, and star beings. So, um, so any of these beings can help us. And if you look into different cultures and spiritual traditions, you see that, that they all work with different beings. Oh, and deities, gods and goddesses. So these are the seven. Um, so that's one thing. You can first find out which type of guide you're working with because all of these types connect with humans in different ways. And you again, if you look at different cultures, spiritual traditions, you can see that people or yeah, that work with ancestors oftentimes have an altar in their home that honors their ancestors. So that's a good way. But if you want to connect with nature spirits, then you, it makes sense, obviously, to go outside and try to connect there. So that's why it's important to first find out what type of spirit guide you have. And you can find out in different ways. Uh, one is just what type do I naturally feel drawn to? Um, that's the best way, actually, because your intuition tells you. So trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. But I know that a lot of people have a hard time trusting their intuition. So then I have a quiz on my website and in my book that you can take and, and it will tell you. Um, and then once you find out what type of spirit guide you have, then you can start looking, like doing some research, like how did other people connect to that type of spirit guide? Like I said, nature spirits make sense to go outside. And if you're someone who likes to be outside, then meditate in nature instead of at home, for example. Or deities um, like to be like like to be um, like their humans to be devoted to them. So anything that has a devotional char characteristic is something that you can do. Um, ancestors, mm. you can do a DNA test because then then to find out more about your ancestry, and that helps you to connect with the spiritual aspect of your ancestry as well. If you don't know any, like, if you don't know what type of guide you have and you don't trust your own intuition, another way that you, what you can do is to um, a specific meditation. And it goes like this. And I learned this from one of my teachers, mediumship teachers, Gordon Smith. Um, I just added some things and changed it a little bit. So what I do is like, I close my eyes and I, 
um, quiet my mind. And then once I've done that, I um, uh, focus on my root chakra and I visualize roots coming out of my root chakra and growing all the way into the earth, all the way down to the core of the earth. And I visualize a crystal that's at the core of the earth and the roots wrap around it so that I'm kind of like um, hold in place. And then I breathe in the energy of the earth through these roots into my body and let it circulate. And then I focus on the top of my head, on my crown chakra, and I connect to the center of the universe through a white pillar of light. And then I breathe in the energy of the universe into my body again. And so now I'm aligned with the universe and Mother Earth. This is the preparation work. And then I focus on my third chakra, my solar plexus. And this is where our like power center is, our personal power. And I visualize a sun sitting there. It's similar to Leo energy in astrology. The sun also stands for your personal power. And so I visualize that and I let it grow and grow and grow until it's like it's completely around me and, and um, fills out my entire aura. And while I let it grow, I also visualize that it pushes out any kind of energy that's not mine. Because usually we are all tangled up with other people's energy and um, thinking about the future, thinking about the past. So I push all of that out so that I create a sacred space and I'm just sitting with myself in my own power energy. And then I just sit for 10 minutes. So that's the first step. If you've never done this before, do this a few times. Do it like seven times, like seven days. If, if, if needed, do it for a month or two or three, as long as it takes until you really feel what it's like to sit in your own energy. And then step yes. two is when you invite your guides in. So you ask your guides and you don't have to know like who they are. You don't need to know their name. You don't need to know anything. Just ask your guide and say, um, something like, dear spirit guide, I would love to get to know you. Um, please come join me in my sacred space. And then you, you just wait. Don't, don't expect anything. Don't expect any huge revelations or messages or anything. Don't try to see anything. Just sit and just pay attention. And so when they come into your space, because now you know what your own energy feels like, you should feel a change. And that can be very, very subtle. And that's why you need to do the first step first so that you understand when there is a change, so that you know what it feels like to just sit in your own energy. So then your guide comes in, you feel something that could be that you get really hot, you might get really cold, you might feel like um, the hand, like the hair on your, on your arm stands up. It might be that your nose starts running. There's a famous um, medium in the States, her name's Lisa Williams, and when spirit comes close, like her nose starts running, which is really weird and like <laughs> um, uncomfortable, but that's how it is. But it's different for everyone. <laughs> Maybe your heart starts um, beating faster. Maybe you feel like the air is electrified. It's different for everyone. So you pay attention to subtle changes. And then mm -hmm. you ask your guide to step out of your aura guide again, like outside of that sacred space that you created. Why? Because if you ask them to step out, that um, feeling that you had, the hot, cold, whatever it is, should stop again because they're not in your space again anymore. Then you ask them to step in again and you see if that change happens again. Do you get hot again? And so you play with that. 
you ask them to step in and out and in and out until you're sure, okay, what I feel is connected to my spirit guide. And then you also know that you're dealing with an intelligent being. And so then that's step two. Again, practice, 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 practice. Don't expect these things to happen the first time. Connecting with your spirit guides is just like any other skill. There are no silver bullets. You have to practice and practice and practice. Just like if you wanted to learn to ride a bike, you, you can't do it the first time. That's just how it is. And so um, then the next step is to ask, start asking very simple yes and no questions. And I say simple and I mean that. So don't start asking for, let's say, um, the purpose of your life or um, when you're going to die or anything like, like that. Start with, um, should I wear this blue dress today? <laughs> Something that has no... <laughs> big consequences on your life. And that's because if you start asking these huge questions, there's so much expectation around it that your ego will absolutely come in and, and tell you, oh, you're just making this up. Oh, this is just whatever. Um, so ask simple questions that have no consequence for your life. Should I wear this blue dress today? And then you say, okay, spirit guide, if I should wear this blue dress today, then please step into my aura. That's your sign for a yes so that I can feel I get hot or whatever it is. And if not, then stay outside. And then again, practice, 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 practice with simple, inconsequential questions. Um, and after that, you can start asking bigger questions. And after that, you can start more open-ended questions. And that's um, how I teach. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, and I think this is a really good opportunity for us to bring up your book so your book came out at the end of 2020 and are all these meditations these meditations and teachings are in the book yes all of it is in the book so in the first of all it's called the seven types of spirit guide how to connect and communicate with your cosmic helpers and it starts really with um a little bit of my story um, similar to what I just told you. And then it starts with the quiz so that people can find out what type of guide they have. And then each type of guide has its own chapter. And I go into um, what the characteristics are of the guide, what um, gifts they bring, what challenges they could bring, and also what it means about you that you're working with this specific type of guide. And then in the last part of the book, I describe how to connect with them. And um, I, I basically help people to um, set up their own DIY spirit guide ceremony, which includes this meditation, but also um, helps people to um, individualize it and make it specific to the type of guide that they have. Brilliant. Gosh, everyone go out and get this book. Really, really good timing right now because... One thing that I noticed when I had a reading with you, which, you know, I work with energy a lot and I, and I have been able to connect with other realms, but when I worked with you, something happened that I'd never, I've never had that experience before. And that was when I, ex when I connected with my star beam, is that, is that what you call star being? Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. I had a star being speak to me and it was so clear and I've never, and, and it was so obvious to me 
not from my logical mind that this being was from another galaxy and I, and uh, even the energy of it felt from another galaxy and at the same time something happened inside of me when i was connecting to this star being that felt like i was remembering something i have always known about my about who i am and it, i came out of the reading with you and it was the first time it was like something had woken up in me that i am from another galaxy or that there are parts of my being that are from another galaxy and it was like it was so awakening and empowering and it it it, it was like being fed by something that i had forgotten <laughs> yeah it's interesting again because like we're going into the aquarian age and so um aquarius is an energy that's not completely from earth it's very much about like connecting um, to energies that are far out. So inventors, for example, are very much connected to Aquarian energy because they access energies um, that is not accessible to everyone. And so um, people that are star beings or work with star beings are often people that bring in new energies that haven't been here before or a long time ago. And so they are way showers in a sense. And they bring in, the, they are bridges for new energies that come from different star systems, different galaxies. Um, and so there are more and more of, of like, yeah, people that work with star beings that are waking up right now to their origins and to the beings that they work with. Uh, and that's very important to usher in this new, um, yeah, age of Aquarius. Well, what, what, what it was so helpful for me because it gave me permission to something that I had already been feeling that, you know, my work here is I bring in, I bring, you know, I've often experienced this in my work as I'm talking about things that people don't understand, you know, like 10 years before people start talking about it. And, and now, now it's just normal what I was talking about 10 years ago. And, and when I had this reading with you, it was like, oh, <laughs> That's actually why I'm here. <laughs> oh, and and what was so amazing about this is that, you know, I've always kind of thought that having readings about spirit guides and working with the spirit guides is almost like is as if we're relying on the spirit guide to tell us and teach us and show us. But when I worked with you, it was so empowering to me. It was like reminding something about me and my power here. And I think that's so important for people to hear. This is not a, a, a submitting your power to the spirit guide and show me the way. It's like, no, this is you, your power. Would you say that that is what happens often with your, with your clients? Yes, all the time. So it's not about like, they almost never tell you something that you don't know. They tell you things that you kind of know that you don't trust. Like, again, like I said earlier, we don't trust our own intuition oftentimes because we live in a society that doesn't 
um, yeah, value intuition very much. And so we are used to not listen to it. And so our guides awaken that in us and they awaken things in us that we kind of know, but kind of forgot about or like pushed down. And so really what they're doing is helping us like a flower to bloom and to, to open up and to shine our light and just give us like a little push or a little hint, like here, look here, that's where your light is. So we don't forget um, and that's really all that they do. That's beautiful. So as we come to the end of the interview, I have to bring up what is happening in the world right now. You know, where we are right now, this is an extraordinarily um, challenging, but I also feel extremely exciting time on the planet. Um, I know a lot of people can't yet see that because there's so much struggle, but there is an, such a huge shift happening. So are you, when, with, when COVID hit and the pandemic hit, like were you getting downloads from your spirit guides the whole way through? Have they been guiding you through this? It's interesting. So I don't get a lot of downloads about like the situation per se, but what I do get is like, almost like a push for me to um, wake more people up um, because what from what I understand from my guides is like now's the time to shine your light now's the time to step up now's the time that we need each and every one to get out there and do what they came here to do it's we need to stop hiding because a lot of us hide and I'm guilty just as much as everyone else. Um, so no more excuses, like no waiting until your children are grown, no waiting until you got the degree, no waiting until whatever it is that you're waiting for. You have everything that you need um, to do your job and it's time to do that. Um, and that's what I'm getting because if, if, and I'm talking directly to people that are watching or listening, if you don't do your job, there is no one else that can do it because there's only one you, there isn't a second you. So if you don't do it, there is no one else. You have to do it and now is the time and that's what I'm getting. And so um, that's my job. <laughs> Gosh, I just got really emotional hearing you say that. I feel so strongly the same message um and i and and it's moving because what it is is that it's inviting so much courage and the kind of courage that comes only from love to share yourself and to gift the world with your service as you do and i do takes courage and it is love yes and yes. and it and it's love it heals us and it and it offers healing for the world. And, and you're right to everyone listening and watching right now. No more waiting. I mean, if COVID has done anything, I hope that it has gifted people to question how they have been living and really ask, what is the value of how you use your life right now? And the best way, the best gift to use your life is to be your fullest self in yeah. all, all that you've been gifted to share. So, you know, I, I want to thank you because what you do, owning these gifts of what you have and, and this channel that you are, it can't have been easy. 
to have owned that in the world that there was at that time. You know, and to speak about it and to, to be seen in that, not hide in it. And because of that, you know, you open the pathways for other people to do the same. And so thank you for your courage and for writing Thanks. the book. I hope the book reaches far and wide and people realize that, that this is part of their power and to tap into yeah. these spirit guides that we have connections with and realize actually when we do that, you know, I always keep saying, in a, particularly as I've moved to New Zealand, I really, I don't see borders anymore. There are no more borders. There are no more borders. There are no more borders between the color of your skin and my skin. There are no more borders between the, the, the countries that we live in. And there are no more borders between the galaxies that we, I believe that that is what's happening now. We are, we are, we are life itself. And the more that we can express ourselves in that, the exactly. more we remember these teachings. Oh, thank yeah. you so, so much. I love speaking with you. I'm definitely booking in another reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually just so if you were to leave the listeners with one question or one inquiry or one piece of guidance that they can sit with and take with them into their life right now during this time what would what would that be so I just spoke about like um, that it's time for us to step up and really live our purpose or step deeper into our purpose. A lot of people, when I say that, will say, but I don't know what my purpose is. The thing is, you don't need to know, for example, that you're going to be a writer and you're going to write five books and you're going to be famous. And you just need to know, okay, this is the next step I can take. If you want to be a writer, write, start journaling, fill one page with writing. You don't have to know what's at the end. Just start the journey where you are. And we all know what our next step can be. We all have dreams and we all have something that we want to achieve. So pare it down. What's one small step that you can take right now? Like when you stop watching this, listening to this, do something. It can take a minute or five minutes, but do something that takes you closer to where you want to go. And before you take that step, take a minute, calm your mind and ask your guides for help. And then you will get there. Thank you. That's so beautiful and so important, particularly now. Thank you so much, Jamila, for coming on Soul Surgery. Um, please, everybody, Please tell us the title of your book and where everybody can buy it and find it right now. Sure. So the book is called The Seven Types of Spirit Guide, How to Connect and Communicate with Your Cosmic Helpers. And it's published by Hay House. You can find it on Amazon, all Amazons. Um, you can find it um, through your local bookseller. They can order it for you, any kind of other online store. And on my website, which is thespiritguidemedium.com, you can find it there too. Um, so yeah, very easy. Very good. Everybody go and get this book, start this work. Um, now is the time. Thank you so much, Jamila. I've loved speaking with you and I can't wait for everybody to hear this. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much. 